Everybody know I'm better. Hey, yeah, I'm better. Hey, it don't matter. Pockets fatter. Nowadays, I'm on my haters. They got sadder. Welcome, everybody, to Barrel Proof 273. I'm your host, Glenn Grum. We have a very uh, special episode for you tonight. We have a very, very special guest. Um, but joining me tonight are some of our regulars. We have our president, Mr. Herman Quinn. How's it going? Very well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm here. Just looking <laughs> forward to getting these playoffs kicked off. I hear you on that one. Right, you're looking forward to Birmingham first, though, right? You don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. I ain't worried about that. Skip the playoffs. <laughs> we, I ain't worried about that. We ain't SKC. They ain't going to beat us like they stole something. <laughs> and also on the mic tonight, the man who loves to push everyone's buttons, Mr. Patrick Arkenberg. I'll start off by saying this is episode 274. Oh, but... 274. <laughs> <laughs> 273, 274, they're the same. Yeah, okay. it's close, close. Days. And we have a very special guest with us tonight. He's uh, probably one of the best left backs, I would say, in the entire USL. Um, soon to be world. Soon, in the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> world famous. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Gomez. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having, having me on. Um, and it's going to be nice to speak to you guys, and I hope uh, the people like it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you coming on and joining us tonight. Um, so I guess we're going to start off by, you know, digging in and, and trying to learn something about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, things that the f- listeners might not know about you. Um, so things on the field or things off the field or like family. Yes. We, we'd like to know just about anything you'd be willing to share. <laughs> like, so how did you get your start into soccer? How does that start? Where did you, okay. where's the beginnings for you? And yeah, so uh, my dad, uh, my dad and my uncle both played um, just at the collegiate level. Um, they didn't play professionally, and then my brother uh, got into soccer at a young age. I'd say around three, four years old, and he's two years older than me. And um, seeing him, I always wanted to do what he was doing uh, and what my dad was doing. So that's how I like began to like kick a soccer ball. And get into it and then I'd say my I was on my first team when I was like three years old just like a rec league you know how you how you start out um, yeah but yeah I, I'd say I started from a young age and I definitely say that my dad my uncle uh, and my brother all uh, influenced me um, because I wanted uh, I mean I looked at my brother especially saw him playing soccer and I wanted to be like him so I, I did I did just that um, and talking about talking about my family I my two parents, Herman and Claudia, and then my brother Johan plays in Germany. He's 20. And then my sister, uh, Joanna, who's 14, actually just turned 14 yesterday, so shout out to her. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Definitely happy so, birthday. How old were you when you first uh, signed your first professional contract? So I was 16 when I signed here with Lucidity, which was in March of 2020. But I already had kind of had some professional experience um, a year before that because I was in the FC Dallas Academy and I signed uh, an academy deal with the North Texas team, which was, it was actually their first year of existence. Um, I was able to make my professional debut when I was 15 in like six months, seven months. And wow. then I went on to play, I think, 10 games um, that season. And we re- I actually was able to play in the final um, the USL League won, and, and we won it, thankfully. Yeah. So you've already won a championship. 
Yeah, a, a USLD one title, and, I, and I'd like to add a, a USL championship title to that resume as well. We want you to add one of yeah, those as well. Definitely. <laughs> so, did you start out as a left back? Is that your natural position, or? Yeah, that's actually an interesting story, and I think one that um, I don't know about a lot of people ask me, but not many people know that my first year in the academy, uh, FC Dallas Academy, so I joined when I was 12, um, I was actually a left winger slash like a, a 10. And that first year in the academy wasn't the best for me. Um, I, sa- I would say honestly that, and not the main reason, but a reason that I got into the academy was because of my brother, he opened that door. Uh, he went into the academy when he was 12, 12 as well, mm-hmm. and he was killing it. Um, mm-hmm. That opened uh, the door up for me mm-hmm. to go in. And that first year, like I said, it wasn't the best for me in terms of playing time. And um, it was hard because Frisco was was far. Well, Frisco is where FC Dallas is located. It was far from where uh, our house is. And we'd have to make that drive every day, uh, which was like an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, to training and to school because we went to school over there Um, and yeah so then towards the end of that year which was U13 year uh, my coach um, I don't know I guess he he saw something and he was like I think you're really aggressive and like pressing or defending and like I think your attacking qualities are good and then he stuck me a left back for one training session I play I started at left back that weekend and then for the rest of the season I I didn't I started every single game at left back isn't left back is a is a much harder position, right? Because you have to run a lot more because you're you you have defensive and yeah. offensive responsibilities, right? Um, yeah, I guess some would say some would say that. I guess it it depends on how you play the position. I mean, I like to give forward a lot. Um, I guess some people will just uh, play like a, a traditional left back role and just like stay back and defend. And then I guess you'd say like winger. Obviously, none of the positions are easy. Um, but winger, you obviously have to go a lot more like 1v1. I mean, you're expected to create more um, in the attack because you're one of the three or four um, attacking players on the field. Uh, that's, I mean, yeah, that's a lot. And, I mean, to your point, you were talking about you uh, joined the academy. We saw the picture earlier in the year where you was in your youth jersey and using purple then, and, of course, you're in purple now. So, I mean, it's kind of like, hey, you, you, you knew where you was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You also have some international experience as well. Uh, yeah, with uh, I mean, I'm thankful to be able to represent as of right now two two countries um, to be Mexican American, um, and obviously, as you guys know, I, I haven't made my decision on that yet. Um, I don't know when that decision will come, but yeah, I, I have some international experience, most recently with uh, Mexico under 20s in Spain. So, how does that help shape your experience and your your uh your knowledge to the game playing because you play with different players right than you would normally play with and different coaches so yeah. how does that help shape your experience i guess i think it's it's something that's really good um i was i don't remember who i was talking about it with but i was like it's crazy how like national teams work like everyone plays in their clubs and then you're expected to like in a week like you guys come together you guys train mm-hmm. like three or four times and you guys have to play a game and you guys are expected to win but like the craziest part is like, of course, maybe there's, like, two players from the same team, but each team is playing, like, their own system and coaching their own ways. So when you come together and you're expected in, like, three or four days to play in the same style and be able to have chemistry to then go play a game whenever it may be on the weekend and and win. So I think that definitely um, it, it helps um, 
knowledge of the game and your development uh, of the game to, to have to adapt that quickly. And also, I mean, learn new systems, learn new positions, um, play styles, and, and, and et cetera. Yeah, that almost has to be its own skill level itself is just adapting to a completely, I want to say a different game, it's the same game, but, you know, a different but way yeah, of and, playing and, and coaching styles go, go mm-hmm. along with that as well. Yeah, because we, we play more of a attacking, always on the go, attacking football. Some people just like to sit back, absorb, and hope for a counterattack. And, you know, it's I think that would probably be the, probably the biggest adjustment for me. It's like I'm used to attacking. I ain't used to just sitting back here blocking shots and hoping for the best. Yeah, and, no, and I agree with that. And I, I think I, I look at the way, uh, I mean, the game that way as well. Obviously, um, Danny reminds me all the time, I'm a defender first, so I got to do my job defensively before I'm able to, to go up the field. But like you said, we're, we're an attacking-minded team, and, and we like to go. And, and yeah, a lot, a lot of teams, I wouldn't say a lot of the teams, but there are a few teams in the USL who are content just sitting back and countering, especially when they come to Lynn Family Stadium. I know it's it's tough for them to play in that environment against, uh, I mean, a, a good club. And with all the fans, uh, you guys make it really hard for them. So a lot of times they just sit back and look for the counter. So uh, you've played in world-class stadiums, obviously, playing for, you know, international teams. How does Lynn compare to some of those places? Uh, let me actually think. I think um, I've played in, yeah, I've played in a few. Um, I think Lynn, I think the times that I've played in, in stadiums haven't really been with fans. Uh, I, with North Texas, we played, that was before COVID. With North Texas, we played with fans, but I wouldn't really get uh, as many fans, um, especially because it was a second team. But I think, like, the fact that here, before racing, um, it was the only professional uh, sport in, in Kentucky that definitely drew a lot of fans but to answer your question specifically definitely um, I think the, the best thing I've played in uh, you know consistently week in week out 9,000 10,000 11,000 fans and like not going against you they're there for you um, they're there to support you um, I, I definitely say this is the best the best atmosphere I, I've played in thus far yeah so I, I know you're going to be at the end of the season you're going to be moving on and we're, we're definitely going to miss you but how does that, that feel when you got approached by a, a club from Europe and a pretty decent-sized club from what I understand? Yeah, uh, obviously uh, I think it's, um, it's, a, it's an honor um, and it's a really good thing. I mean, I guess it, it makes me feel like the, the hard work pays off. And, I mean, it, it does. Um, but at the end of the day, that's that. Still, We still have a, a playoff game really this weekend, plus hopefully four, four more. And then after that, celebrate the championship then i can i can focus on on spain awesome i, like I do i like that a lot that's that, that's a sign of a mature player and you, you're only 18 right. like it blows my mind when i watch you play and, because you seem barely so 18. experienced like and you have a really good knowledge of the game it feels like yeah and i think there's a lot of things that have gone into my knowledge of the game um being in a professional environment at a young age having to sacrifice and, and go through certain things uh, at a young age, I was, as I was saying when I was in the FC Dallas Academy. Um, and I think, like, for example, being in a locker room with more experienced players, as you guys know, the, the Loose City team uh, has a lot of experienced, experienced guys. So learning from those guys inside the locker room, outside the locker room, that really helps you, your knowledge of the game, helps you mature as a player. And, I mean, just things off the field, like um, having to move away from home, living alone, it just it, it helps you mature. 
when we started this conversation, you said you were doing homework. I mean, so you not only do you have to focus on soccer, you're focused on school as well. Yeah, uh, I'm actually still a senior in high school, so uh, hopefully I'll be graduating uh, in May. At the, yeah, like mid to end May, and then well, after that, um, we'll start on my college courses. That is a lot of responsibility for a young man. <laughs> so who's been uh, your biggest influence in the locker room? Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, that's a good question, to be honest. I think... Um, I think everyone has influenced me in a different way, um, but I think at the top I'd put Niall, Paulo, Oscar. I think I, I think I'd put them three at, at the top. Obviously, you know Paulo's the captain, so he really influences everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean Paulo and Niall get along really well, and. You know, they're always joking in the locker room. Um, and I say Oscar as well because um, he speaks Spanish. So I, when I came in, he would speak Spanish to me. And I was able to, to, to get along and understand with him well. Um, and even though we play the same position, I mean, it was never a conflict or anything. We've always been friends. And, we, I mean, we, we talk to each other about um, playing. And we learn stuff from each other. Um, so, so, yeah, that's, that's been a good it's been a good thing, but I think I, I hold a pretty strong relationship with, with every player in the locker room, and they've all influenced me in, in, in one way or another. It's good to hear. Absolutely. So right. Just don't pick up too many Niles' antics. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> They're fun to watch. So, yeah. you, you, I mean, you talk about Nile and, and all those guys, and they do bring a lot to the table, but definitely with Oscar and with you and him playing the same position, and Oscar is also a very talented player. So it's like you guys can build that bond and that friendship so that you can kind of feed off each other. So whereas he can tell you things to kind of help you improve your game because he's been in that situation. So I think that's, that's like, really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you're 100% right. And I'd say there's things that um, for him being in the pro, pro game, as long as he's been – um, I mean, along with all the players, specifically Oscar, who plays my position, um, things that he's gone through that I haven't gone through. So uh, we talk about it, and, and I learn. And, I mean, as of recently, I've been playing on the left. He's been playing on the right. So, I mean, we'll see what, what Danny decides to do. But I think it's it's been going well. And, I mean, we, like I said, just learning off of each other. So how did you come to uh, land in Louisville City? We didn't really touch on that. Um, but how did you end up here? Yeah, so I think that um, I wanted a, an opportunity to play first team minutes, and I, I had spoken with Hack, um, Danny. Hack obviously had um, experience coaching young players, as you guys probably know. His former job was the under-17 U.S. men's national team. Um, and then Danny, even though um, he's a young coach, he had recent playing experience, and obviously now he's our head coach, so obviously he's doing something right. Um, and other than that, I think my goals, my personal goals, short-term and long-term, lined up better with uh, what Lou City had for me here um, than what FC Dallas, uh, well, than what I had spoken with FC Dallas. And I think like the flexibility that Lou City also gave me, for example, to go uh, in the off-season and trial um, with clubs and training with clubs, that flexibility um, was definitely something that, that made my decision um, easier to come here. <clears throat> 
And you said your brother's in Germany. Is he playing for a team in Germany? Uh, yeah, he plays in uh, the third division. Uh, the team is FC Zwickau. He's actually he's doing well, um, so I hope he can he can keep it up. I'm always rooting for him. So how's that competition between you two? Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say we're, we're very competitive guys. I mean, growing up, everything was always competition. Um, you know, it sometimes causes fights, you know. just, <laughs> just growing Especially up being, two years apart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, just growing up being brothers. Um, but I'd say, especially as of a, as a recently, I mean, the past few years, uh, when I converted to a left back, he's, he's a striker. Um, so an attacking role. So, you know, when we train... We always do some one v one, and and those get pretty intense for sure. But, <laughs> but but I think it's definitely a good thing that, like, we can train together and um, tell each other our weaknesses and work on them together. Um, whereas maybe it'd be harder if we were like both defenders or both attackers. Um, so we can go against each other and and help each other a lot. Yeah, so, I would hate to see your your sister's probably stuck in the middle of trying to play referee and, and make calls. She's probably been stuck in the goal. <laughs> right? <laughs> so does your sister also play soccer, or is she more yeah, into other uh, things? Yeah, my sister plays. Um, she was actually um, did gymnastics for, for a long time. She, she was kind of in between soccer and gymnastics, um, and she did gymnastics like, seriously. Like, she would compete and stuff. So, yeah, she's in between that. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure, I mean, looking at us, um, I don't know. I mean, I would say we kind of influenced her decision, but I think um, she wants to, to play soccer, and, I mean, we'll see we'll see where it goes. I know she was just up here, actually. They were up here this weekend for her birthday, and um, she met some of, some of the racing players, and she was, she was amused, and she went into the facilities, and she was like, wow, I, like, I want to be here one day. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, how's that been with the racing team? Do you guys get to any uh, interactions with the the players from racing, and do you train together or anything like that? Or, um, yeah. So for the first part, we all live um, together. Well, not literally together, but at, at the same. For the most part, at the same uh, apartment complex. So at first, it was just like you'd see each other around, um, and like we didn't necessarily know each other. Then once you moved into the into the new training facility. We see each other way more often. You might even see each other um, in the gym or like we uh, share the same cafeteria. So you'll definitely see each other in the cafeteria. Um, so that's when players started to talk. I mean, I would say there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are friends, like from the men's team uh, and the women's team. And I know uh, people do stuff all the time. Like you'll, you hang out with a, a couple of racing players. Like they'll have like a trivia night, or like a game night. And like people go play cards and, and just stuff like that. I know like last week, um, some of the players went to a haunted house. Uh, on Friday night, I think Thursday night, something like that. Um, so yeah, just things like that. But yeah, I would say for the most part, um, all the players get along well, um, and yeah, it, it's been good that we've been able to, to yeah, hang out with them and, and get to know them. So yeah, that's cool. cool. A lot of good information. I'm sure that has to be interesting with some of the characters that we know are on the men's team and some of the characters on the women's team. And I can I can probably tell who are the two biggest people that everybody look out for is probably Nile and Yuki because they both have kind of the same personality as the jokesters. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I haven't really interacted much with Yuki, to be honest. Uh, I know she lives here 
at the apartments because Ebony told me, but um, I haven't really seen her around. And I know now that now doesn't live here. Obviously, he has a he has a wife Family. and two kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, at, at the training ground for sure, Nile, definitely. Like now before you leave, you got to go over there and help uh, help the kids double up on now because we still ain't got all that that him making his son like that. That wasn't even right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're having a really good season as well this season. Like I noticed you you've scored two goals. You have eight assists. You're playing very well. Thank you. Uh, is that I appreciate that? Is that uh? Is there anything you attribute to that? Is there anybody who's helped you with that? And any any, uh, any players that have helped with your success that you would point out? Um, yeah, so I think that the very a very general answer is that everybody, everybody's helped with that success. I mean, training with everybody every day um, just makes you a better player, especially at a club here like, like Lou City. Um, I'd say specifically um, a lot of the feedback I got that at the end of last season um, from Hack, from, from Danny, from... Even the the goalkeeper coach Budnick, um, it all it all helped. One of the specific things was my cross accuracy. So not just serving a ball into the box, but looking for someone someone's run. As for the most part, the run determines the cross, and it's not the other way around. As the cross shouldn't determine the run because the attackers you're going to determine, and you're supposed to find them. Um, and yeah, I, I'd attribute, um, for example, just Oscar, Pat, Akil. I mean, the, the people that play in those positions, um, helping me, um, like staying after training, for example, or even the wingers, like to, to combine with me and, and staying after training and, and helping me uh, get some services on, on those crosses. And, and even like the center backs telling me, like, oh, this is where like center backs don't like the ball. Like, this is where it's really dangerous. Like, it's really hard to get out. Like, if you put it behind them. Like they're kind of in a tough spot because if they clear, they could clear it into their own goal. Um, just, just things like that. Okay. So you also talked about, you know, the influence that uh, the older guys on the team have had, but it seems like you've also had some influence yourself personally on a lot of the academy players. Because you take, I see you guys, you were close with the the well, Wagner Wonder brothers, brothers. Yeah. and also with uh, Carlos. Yeah. So how how has that been? Because to, to see you you three you four guys kind of come out of your own and develop in the relationship that you have with those guys, uh-huh. and how they feed off of you also to help them start making their journey towards the first team has been a big part of their development also. Yeah, I think one hundred percent. I think we all um, motivate and push each other. Uh, Elijah was here on an academy contract last year and. I think 100% he, he earned the right to, to get a professional contract. And his injury at the beginning of the year was very unfortunate and very serious, obviously. So he hasn't been able to, to fully recover and get back on the field. But I know um, for sure uh, he helps us in training 100%. He's, he's always, his effort um, is great and he helps us. And I know I know next year he's going to have a really big year. And as for, as for Josh and, and Carlos, I know Carlos was around last year as well, just not as much, just in and out of training. Um, but I, th- I think he's he, he's earned it as well, um, especially this year. Um, he, he would stay a lot after training, uh, one, two hours doing extra training, uh, getting better. And, yeah, I mean, he got his debut uh, this past weekend, and I think it, it, it was well-deserved. And Joshua, um, I think I, I would say I'm probably the tightest with Joshua. I'm always hanging out with him. 
Um, and yeah, I think Joshua is the one out of them three that has gotten the most opportunities this year. And he might be the youngest, but the way he plays, I, don't, I doubt you can tell. I mean, sure, maybe in some moments you can tell, uh, like, he needs he needs to learn this, or a more experienced player would have done that better. And, yeah, you're probably right, but he's 16, and at the end of the day, he has so much time to, to learn and develop, and I think he he has a huge ceiling, as well as Elijah and Carlos. Yeah, I think you played a, a big deal in that because they've looked up to you as to, like, you know, if he can do it, then I know I can do it. So I think you've had more of an impact on a lot of more younger players than you probably think you have had, especially here in this community, because a lot of younger kids look up to you because they can relate to you a lot more than they can with some of the other players on the team. So I think. Yeah, and and I, I think you're right. I, know, I mean, especially earlier in the year when I would go out to, to some of the academy trainings, I know they, they took a break over the summer, and I think – they're actually starting back up this week or next week, so I might go back out there. But I would go out there, and, and Josh would see some of his friends. Obviously, they're 05s, 06s, a little bit younger. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I talk to them. And, and, yeah, I think in general what Lucidity is doing here with the Academy is, is really good. And as you've seen, already three Academy products move up into the first team with Josh, Elijah, and Carlos, and a few others signed to Academy contracts, so you never know who's the next one, and, I mean, that's what I tell them. You never know when your opportunity is going to come, so make sure you take advantage of it and just, mm-hmm. just keep so, working hard. So you've been in mm-hmm. two academy systems and, and gone through them, basically, ours and kind of uh, Dallas, you know. What do you think of the program we've built compared to an MLS program? I think that um, it's a li- it might be a little bit uh, hard to, to compare the two just because the Loose City Academy is – starting up I think is this is going to be his second year um, in existence and I know the FC Dallas I don't know I don't know how many years it's existed but the FC Dallas Academy um, has ex- existed much longer and not only that but um, I think that when I was with the FC Dallas Academy like the DA which was the league we played in the developmental academy was a very organized league and it was basically the, the best thing around that there was that you could play in and now like this new uh, MLS next format it's kind of like they're trying to figure it out, um, and I, I'm not sure it's as good as um, the, the DA that that me and a lot of others played in. And I know that the Loose City teams play in ECNL, and I've watched some of the games. I'm not saying the level's bad at all. The level's really good. Um, but I think that, in general, Loose City uh, one day or in a few years could get to a level of a, of a MLS, of a MLS academy. And I know already some of the teams – play against like Chicago Fire Academy, Cincy Academy, Sporting Academy, and they're beating them. Like it's not about like the level, um, like they're right there with them. So uh, what, just kind of run it down, what would help make your decision about going to Spain or choosing your team? Uh, yeah. Specifically Real Sociedad? Yeah, so I think that there was a few reasons as to why, as to why I picked Real Sociedad. I think um, oh, I was able to visit back in July, and, and I was able to see the facilities, the stadium, meet some of the staff, and I really liked it. Um, I think that my playing style um, and my my attributes on the field matches specifically Sociedad's style of play um, in terms of, like, attacking fullbacks and, and things like that. And um, their, 
their academy, uh, their academy, or I guess I'd say their academy, but under the current first team coach, 12 players have been promoted from, I mean, their academy or their B team into the first team um, to, to make their debut. And not only that, but their second team um, plays in the second division of Spain. So they play, Real Sociedad plays in La Liga, and their second team plays in La Liga too, which is still a really, really high level. Right. Um, and obviously you have um, clubs that are going up and going down from La Liga. Um, and they're, they're one of the few clubs that do so. So I think these are, these are a few things that, that made my decision easier. Okay. So what are you looking forward to the most about being in Spain? Have you picked out like places you want to go visit? Spain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, the city that, that um, the club is located in, San Sebastian, is right on the beach. So I'm sure... Um, I'll be making a few trips down there uh, during during my time over there, so I'm sure that that'll be nice. Yeah, I have to tell you though, Spain is definitely a beautiful country. Yeah, I've been to uh, the island right off of the main coast called uh, Palma, Spain, and oh, it's kind of like yeah. like wine country, and uh, it was beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. Well, I think we've asked him all the serious questions. Now we should ask him some fun questions so people could get to know a little bit about him. What do you guys say? Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're going to ask you 10 random questions. Uh, okay. They're all pretty simple. Um, so the first one is, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Um, oh, my goodness. I haven't had it in so long. It's um, it's like the one with chocolate on one side and like graham cracker on the graham cracker on the other one. I can't forget what it's called. It's like um, I think it has like home. I don't know. They <laughs> rebranded so much though. It's hard yeah. to keep up with girls. Could you name, do you know them? Like, could you name them I, off? I, I can't name all of them. I can name tag along the one with the peanut butter in it and then the thin mints. Those are the most common answers. Are good. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick, actually. We, while you're searching, we'll give you another question. Uh, favorite place to eat in Louisville? Uh, um, I'd say there's a, there's a few spots that I like. I like um, Joella's. Um, I like Vincenzo's. And uh, Chicken and Me, this place um, by here by, by where we live. I'd say I, I'd shout out those three places. Awesome. Marvel or DC? Marvel. <laughs> What's your favorite band or musician? Band or musician? I'd say um, I like Lil Uzi Vert, and I like, uh, for, for Spanish music, I like to listen to Osuna or, or Bad Bunny. Right on. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. I'm a Messi guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you had one superpower, what would it be? Uh, one superpower would be the ability or yeah the ability to have unlimited superpowers <laughs> <laughs> that is a that good is one a good we've answer. never gotten that one yeah <laughs> playstation or xbox uh i have a ps4 what's your uh, favorite movie or tv series right now um tv series um so i just finished watching squid game and it was really good um i i don't know if i would necessarily say that it was my favorite so i'd say um I like All American, and oh, Money Heist for sure. Money Heist is up there. Yeah, nice. um, 
And then for movie, I don't know, like, I don't watch that many movies, but this one movie, or I guess two movies that are a sequel, really stood out to me. Um, now You See Me, and Now You See Me Too. I, I, I don't know, I just find, like, the, the magic and, and stuff really, really intriguing. Or, I guess, magic, but... <laughs> right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, if, if you weren't Good playing choices. soccer, what would you be doing? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know if I would be playing another sport. In terms of another sport, I'd say maybe baseball cuz basketball definitely wasn't for me. Uh, my brother my brother got all the basketball genes. <laughs> and and, and I, I wouldn't say taco football is for me either. So I, and I think uh, growing up when I played baseball, I can remember I was I was decent at it. And the last question, who would play you in the movie about your life? Who would play me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a hard yeah. question. I mean, it's gonna be a—he's he, gonna be super famous, so we're gonna need right. someone to play him in his movie, right? I mean, my brother can play me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope he's not one of our I five would, listeners. I would—I would, I would just say because we we look alike, and he knows a lot uh, about how I act, so. If, if I'm not able to play myself in the movie, then... But then who's going to play his part in the movie, though? <laughs> Let's play each other. That though. is true. That's that's very true. Like, well, I guess, bro, you have to play two parts, so... Second up, I have to, I have to yeah. make sure you train right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there, was actually, there was actually a point where people would say that we look like twins, even though we were two years apart. And, I mean, now, now we're just about the same height, so... Um, so maybe we do look that much alike. <laughs> so we really appreciate you coming on. We're going to do a review of uh, the last match. If you want to stick around and uh, give us some uh, information on what you saw with the game, if you got a few more minutes. Yeah, of course, of course. So it was it was a good match. I thought. I I, I mean, you guys played very well. I yeah. thought we we definitely attacked very well. Yeah, uh, a three one victory is always nice at home coming off the road back to the back to the back to Lynn yeah um, I, I, you helped you assisted in the first goal of the match yeah um, I think I think it was a good team goal uh, you obviously have Brian drifting inside um, up to Cam in, in the build up uh, coming coming down uh, back to Paulo and then me making an overlapping run Paulo um, plays it wide right into my instep so I can hit it first time and obviously Cam comes and touches and goes into, into the box to make a run yeah, it was a beautiful, and I mean, you guys played so well, the turn, turning over the ball, and like, it just a great team effort on that yeah, first goal. I, I think I think for sure it was good. Um, I think there's definitely things that we can work on. Um, I don't know if you guys, you guys probably have been keeping up, but um, a big thing we've been trying to work on is goals right before half and goals in the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, I don't know, I don't know, you guys may not know this stat, but I think we've let up 36 goals. And I think 50%, as Danny was telling us, 18 goals have come either in the last five minutes of the half or the first half or in the last 10 minutes of the game. And those are obviously, like, crucial moments in the game. Like, um, obviously, we ended up scoring a second goal. Cam scores an unbelievable goal at, at the end of the half. So that changed uh, the, the halftime talk. But from 1-0, uh, we're up 1-0 since, I don't remember what minute, maybe 20th minute. And then we let up a goal in the 41st minute. Like, that really changes um, that that halftime talk and same, mm-hmm. same at the end of the game. Uh, I know sometimes we've been up like 
3-0 or 3-1 and or 2-1 or 2-0 and we let up a goal at, at the end of the game and it doesn't really affect the result but it could affect the result and there's times where uh, I always use the example of the Colorado switchbacks game we went up 1-0 uh, in like the 68th minute and they scored on us in like the 91st and obviously when you're away uh, on the road uh, you, you, you won and you need that result obviously I remember Danny saying a tie, especially over here, like we were playing in altitude, is it, it's not a bad result, but it just it stings because you were winning and you just have to know how to how to close close yeah. out a game, and especially with, with the playoffs um, coming really soon, and this this game um, in Birmingham, right. which you can basically count as a playoff game. Um, mm-hmm. If you have if, if you have the lead, you, you have to you have to be able to close out the half. Not only that, but close out the game. So I would agree with the closing out the half, but that goal that Salazar scores was a really tough goal to defend because he's he's got position on Tosh, and it's a diving header, so like it's really tough to defend that. So it was a really good play. So sometimes there's going to be situations where they're going to mm-hmm. get a goal from you because they you know they have a good play drawn up. Right. So I feel like that goal is a little bit difficult to to be upset with, and then Cam comes back with that second goal from the parking lot, basically. <laughs> I mean, that was unbelievable. Right, yeah, we were standing behind there. We still were trying to figure out, like, what just happened? Did that really go in? Because, like, we just knew he was going to stop it, and then they <laughs> spilled into the net, and we was like, okay, it's a goal. Let's celebrate. But then at the same time, we were like, okay, what just happened? Did that really happen? You know what? I think the keeper was doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cam, Cam really saved us with that goal. Like I mean, we we still gotta yell that at halftime, but at least we, at least we were winning. And, you, you, and realistically, you helped us get our third goal as well, right? Yeah. Um, well, I was able to I was able to draw the penalty, which um, people may debate uh, watching the game back if it was actually a PK or not. Not um, the, the the foul, but where I was in the field. Um, I think my left foot was up. And our right foot, you can debate on if it was on the line or, or right outside the box. Um, I know, I know the commentator. I was listening to it earlier today when I was watching it back. They said 100% a foul, but not a PK because his foot was outside the line. Um, I mean, may, maybe true, maybe not. Uh, but at right. the end of the day, we, we we got the PK, and I mean, the referee was in a really good spot to make the call. He was right behind me, so can't really blame him. And and obviously, there's no VAR, so um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, I think it was a good call. Sometimes calls go your way, sometimes they don't. So, thankfully, I mean, it, it went our way this time, um, and hopefully it doesn't go against us, but we'll see. Right, it's about time we get some calls that actually go our way because it seems like the whole season we've been playing the team and the refs. <laughs> That's funny. And it's already tough for you guys. It's really tough, though, when these, these seasons and in the time of COVID because when you're playing a team four times, in one season I mean it's hard it's really hard to try to come up with something new because it's like I have thrown everything in the kitchen sink the lugs the spare tire everything at you guys so I mean what more can I do yeah no yeah 100% and I mean that that's the thing that you kind of have to overcome I mean as a team and then going against a team I mean you, you beat a team maybe the first two times and you're like, well, they're not going to come out with the same thing a third time because it obviously didn't work for them. So you have to try and see what, what they're going to come out with um, and then adapt to that. And then as well as, um, you know, if we lose lose a game and then we're going to play them again, maybe we come out with something different because it didn't work. 
so what I what stood out to me was that the, we possessed the ball. You guys possessed the ball very well. Um, there weren't as many corners. I, typically, there are way more corners in our matches, you know, because there's uh, they're more attacking. And there's only three corners for us and one for Memphis. So that kind of surprised me. There were so few corners in that game um, because yeah, of how much I attacking guess, uh, we did. Yeah, I, I guess I really didn't didn't see that or 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 think about that in game. But now that you say it, uh, for sure, there's usually there's usually more corners. But I, I thought we played what I've come to expect as Louisville City attacking football, right? Like, because it feels like we're always definitely on the front foot and attacking most of the time. Um, we did have seven shots and five on target. That's pretty good. That's, is, that's pretty good. I, I think even we can get that number up even more. Um, maybe if they're just shots. I mean, obviously you want them to be on target, but um, shots are always good to take. Um, um, so, yeah, and I, I think like you said on – uh, our attack being or us being on the front foot to attack that's a credit to to everyone but especially our attackers you know Ombi, cam jorge antoine jimmy who, whoever may be up there um i mean always ready to transition and, and like you said be on the be on the front foot to to attack well you even help with that right like that's you 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 helped i mean you have an assist you help get earn that penalty so you really helped with the attack as well <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i did <laughs> hey, well, that's why we like it. Even though you say you like to get forward, we like it when you get forward too. Because I mean, we got more in that second, third, and they don't know where to and go. Just yeah, just got to be careful uh, not to do it um, too much and not in the wrong moments to where they can transition and exploit the space that I leave open. Well, I mean, y'all got the the Eiffel Tower, Alexi usually back there, so he he can handle it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I 100% trust all our center backs to, to cover me and, and do my job if, if I'm not able to. So after the game, what's the mood like after a win like that? Is it is it pumped up, or are you guys trying to get ready to get focused on the next match? Uh, I think it's for sure. Um, the focus isn't immediately, uh, okay, Birmingham. Uh, we definitely, like, put music on, dance, um, enjoy the win. Um Everybody does their own thing at, at night. Um, I so yeah, so I wouldn't say the the focus immediately was to Birmingham or in general to the next game. You en- enjoy the win, uh, take your day off, and then once you come back to training, okay, then you're locked in. So speaking of the next game, uh, Birmingham this weekend Saturday. Yep. So I guess my guess you guys have already started looking forward to that match, correct? Yep. Exactly. Yep. So I noticed some things about just doing some research. They uh, they've won four of their last five matches, and they have a four and one draw. Um, it seems like their danger man is Nico Brett. He scored eighteen goals this season, and they've scored forty eight as a team. So he scored almost half of their goals. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. do you guys like when you prepare for the team? Do you guys focus on that kind of stuff, or do you guys just focus on the team in general? Um, I, I wouldn't say we, we focus specifically on one person. Like we're not like, oh, we need to like man mark Nico Brett or, um, whoever may be, um, that, that is creating danger for them. I think that we know, okay, like this is their goal score. Um, these are the guys that can create danger. So we have to be sure, for example, to have balance on the back line, um, or they're good in transition. Um, you, they have junior Fel- Flemings, uh, Williams, whoever, whoever's playing good in transition, um, maybe good in the air. So we have to be sure to, uh, to to be good in those areas and be numbers up, especially defensively. And then we look at the same thing 
uh, offensively where we can where we can exploit them. Uh, maybe for them, it's we can exploit them in transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we just look at that type of stuff. So, as far as that goes, is there anything that stands out about that team to you that like, or that field or anything that you know that you have to get ready for? Um, I can't speak about the field because last time we went down there and uh, or I didn't I I didn't wasn't traveling because I was uh, dealing with the with the calf injury, so I can't really speak to the field. Um, it, it looks nice on video. I mean, it looks pretty spacious. Um, I mean, so it's not going to be like one of the one of the baseball fields that, that we've played on this year. So I'm I'm guessing there's going to be space to play. I don't know about the actual surface uh, of the grass. Like like I said, it looks decent. So I'm sure we'll be able to play. Um, and in general, uh, with the team, I mean, they're they're a dangerous team. Obviously, they they've done good things this season. So I think we have to just be, be careful. Um, like I said, in transition, um, and maybe take professional tactical fouls mm-hmm. wherever we need to, and I mean, see where we can exploit them um, in our attack. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 all down to this. This is it. This decides who's number one. Exactly. Well, we already know how that's gonna work out. We already know you guys are gonna go down there and take care of business. So I hope so. We, I hope so. You can. <laughs> You're going to have some traveling support. I know that we're going to make the trip. I know several others are trying to make the trip as well because we want to be there and try yeah. to help you get, get a little bit of an edge. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, for sure. I mean, like I said here at Lynn, the support is, is remarkable, and it really does help us. So, I mean, away from home, the support is going to be amazing, even if it's just whoever goes. Anything helps. Um, and uh, obviously we're going down there to, to get the result in the first place. Yeah, definitely. Man. Like I say, we we know you guys are gonna take yeah. care of business. We're gonna come back. We'll be here getting ready for the welcome you guys back for the playoffs. Everybody that can't make it, I'm still trying to debate and see if I can get away. I might just have to pop down and pop back. But hey, come come get that W. Take them three points for sure. And then get ready. So who who are you guys most? I would say probably looking forward to the most of playing in the playoffs. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'd say we're looking forward to necessarily playing anyone. Um, <laughs> I guess it's really. I, I guess it's really whoever's put in front of us. Uh, we're gonna deal with that team and and get ready for that team and um, in. Uh, I mean, for that week to to beat them, I would say, um, from our division. I would say I wouldn't say we're looking forward to playing them because I don't know I don't know when realistically we could play them, but I know that um, for example Tulsa didn't leave a, a good taste in our mouth as the last game we played against them they they came and beat us here, um, so that definitely didn't leave a, a good taste in our mouths. But I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that we're lo- looking forward to playing them. Yeah, I can tell you one game I, I'm hoping that happens. And that's to get revenge on Tampa Bay for last year. Yeah, I I, I would say um, <laughs> if the opportunity comes, for sure that's in, in everybody's head. Um, but obviously we, we have to take a care of business first. I don't know if that would be second game or third game when, when we could um, uh, go against them. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's going to be in, in everyone's head if we get to that point, which I, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. So 
so what's that like in the locker room when you when you do get that first playoff game going? Is is that do you guys just focus strictly just one match at a time, or do you guys try to get in your heads, you know, where, your where you want to be and who you want to play? Like, how does that work? No, I think um, if we get, I mean, I can I can speak for everybody, but for me personally, I think if I if I start thinking about oh, we have four games left, instead of just thinking okay, let's take care of this one. Um, I think for me it works better. I need to focus on this game, this game only. If I don't focus on this game, then ultimately it could be our last one. And I would say for the most part that's that's the mentality of um, of most of the guys in our locker room, if not all. Um, and then you, you take it week by week. But for sure, we're, we expect to to be here for four weeks after this Birmingham and, and as far as that goes, does the experience in the locker room help everybody? Because it's a pretty experienced team. I mean, there's players in there that won, have won a couple of championships. Uh, even, I mean, Tosh has won, what, three or four championships now? I think it's, so. Yeah, I think three. Or maybe I four. think it's at least I, three, sure. right? He it won is one, at least three, yeah. Rochester and then two with us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and for sure that helps. Like you said, they've gone through it. They know exactly what it's like. So having that experience in, a, in the locker room definitely helps um, someone like me or, or the young players who are going through it for the first time. Um, I mean, to, to, to know what it's like. Obviously, I went through it with uh, with North Texas, and I went through it here last year. Uh, but each year, you, you can learn something new. Um, so, yeah. We do have a, we have a game on Thursday night as well. Will you get a chance to watch that? Uh, the racing game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be there. Awesome. Got and they're playing for their, their last uh, home match uh, of the yep. season. Feel free to come play a drum if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're playing New York, uh, New Jersey, Gotham, who yeah. uh, used to be Sky Blue FC. Yeah. So I think is, is Carly Lloyd still going to play NWSL soccer or is she retiring completely? Because I know tonight's her last match with the, with the, with the, yeah, the women's national, national team. team. Yeah, I was so. actually, I was just talking to a couple of racing players about it, and it seems like she is gonna, she's gonna come, um, back. I guess fly directly here, um, and, and play on Thursday. I mean, and then they play them again on Sunday up in, or at their place. So it's a doubleheader, and I think, the, I mean, those are the last two games, um, unless Gotham play, makes playoffs, which I think they're they're right there on the playoff line. So I think she she'll want to play. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in fifth place right now, but they definitely need as many points as they can get. But I, I hopefully uh, we can prevent so them from getting. We can as take many away points. some more dreams. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah, come on, ladies. <laughs> I I was really impressed. So the last match that Racing played at home against Orlando, I thought Mario did a really good job tactically of figuring out what Orlando was trying to do yeah. and counteracting that. I felt like in the first half he studied what their attack would be and figure out how to counteract it basically. And I felt like we played much better in the second half and then scored two more goals. I mean, I, I, I actually wasn't able to watch that game, so you guys, you guys could tell me actually how, how the game went. We're, we're not, we're, uh, we're armchair quarterbacks, right? Jonathan. <laughs> I can only tell you what I can see from the stands. I was not a very good player. I didn't get to play on any academy teams when I was younger. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I didn't get into soccer till late, so I definitely can't tell you. But, I mean, it looked very, like, it, tactically, it looked like he had a very good sense of how they wanted to attack, and they w- clearly wanted to go through Alex Morgan, and he figured out a way to negate that and turn the ball over and, and attack. And we scored some, 
I thought Yuki scored a beautiful goal that game, as well as uh, Ebony scored an amazing goal. That was like a, it was a world class goal that she scored. That, mm-hmm. I mean, she mm-hmm. put her foot through that one. It was. You didn't think that was a great goal, Patrick? You're making a face. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Like, it's been a while. It's been a while, and I was there were margaritas involved. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of margaritas. But yeah, uh, go ahead, Glenn. I think we have. A, I think I, we have a d- decent chance to take at least three points off of them, and, and absolutely try to uh, at least maybe yeah ruin their playoff so. chances. Let's hope so. But uh, Jonathan, we don't want to keep you tied up. We know you've had a long day. You got practice early tomorrow and all that stuff. But I just want to say it has been definitely a pleasure having you here. Hopefully you can still come back and over and visit us sometime. I appreciate it. No, we're not going anywhere. Right. 100%. Hopefully we can come visit you. we we got to know what number you're going to wear, right? So that we can start getting our kits ordered because we're going to have to get, right? Like we're going to have to get kits ordered. Yeah, I actually I actually don't know yet. I, a few people have asked me that. Um and obviously I, I think I'd like to keep the number the number 42, but we'll we'll see what happens cuz I think they might have some uh, number restrictions uh, in terms of the squad. Maybe they go like 1 to 30 or something like that. So we'll, we'll see if I I might pick up a new number. Well, make sure you post it somewhere on social media so we can all, you know, make sure we get our Real Sociedad kids that have the right number on them. For sure. For sure, I will. We definitely appreciate all your time tonight. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, likewise. I, I appreciate you guys having, having me on, and, and I liked uh, chatting with you guys. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank uh, you all have a safe trip to Birmingham, and we'll see you uh, back here November 6th. 6th. Thank you. I'll see you guys. Thanks again. See you. Bye. Man, what a good right. date. So, do we have anything else for tonight, or is that going to be it? Did we ever get any Aspero proof or anything like that? Oh, crap. If we got Aspero proof, it was for Jogo, and we just... Ah, we just let him go. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we can try and answer for him. Yeah. <laughs> he won't mind. He won't mind at all. <laughs> so, I do want to say, um, anybody out there listening in... Okay. Anybody out there listening in podcast land, uh, make sure if you can make it out, come out Thursday night to the Racing Louisville. It's the last match of the season. We want to show good support for the team and, and you know let match. them know that we, yeah last home match and, and let everybody know that we you know support the team. Come out, have a good time. I know it's a Thursday night, but Thursday is Thirsty Thursday, right? So just going to warm up time. for the weekend. And also, if there's anybody out there making the trip to Birmingham, hit us up. We haven't. I guess we got to fight for seats. It seems like that whole stadium is general admission. So, interesting. It's not. I was just joking. No. <laughs> just you, the one side. You, you sound so trustworthy, Glenn. I know. I'm sorry. I don't trust anything I say. I, I, I I'll say one thing. Uh, I really hope you all do turn out because uh, we went when we went to Orlando in in August. We went to watch that Orlando City game uh, against Miami, and uh, the Miami supporters, although there weren't a whole lot of them, were louder than the Orlando supporters. And it was just it was just really really cool to uh, to I guess just experience um, them on one side louder than. 
the big supporters group on the other side. It was just it's cool to see just core passionate fans being core passionate fans. So I want to hear that on the broadcast. I mean, the last home match I was at, we won. So our away match, sorry. So and it was an don't, exciting away match. Don't talk to Herman about that. Wait, what? <laughs> Last away match that Herman went to wasn't a good one. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, Herman, do we have anything good going on with the Coopers? Um, I would say look to your email soon. It's becoming about that time also to start looking at the leadership for next year. Uh, so start looking out for email for that. Um, we're going to be opening it up soon for everyone to renew for 2022. So hopefully we can get everybody back on board have some exciting stuff planned for next year and i mean let's go the coopers are in a good place purple family's in a good place is there a uh, scarf is has the scarf designer taken place do we have that already lined out yeah the scarf design has taken place uh we have a winner uh and i will give you guys a kind of a more kind of a look ahead of next year um, I'll just say that we're getting ready to go into our ninth year as being the Louisville Coopers because you know the, the Coopers was formed before the team. So um, we're coming up close to a special anniversary date that we're going to be celebrating in the next two years. So uh, be prepared. There's going to be a lot that's going to be coming out leading up to that next year. So if you haven't gotten your membership this year, make sure you get your membership for next year and be prepared. Now, are there any of the uh, any of the twenty 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 one sorry scars left, or any of that stuff left that people yeah, can pick up? Yeah, we still anywhere? have some stuff left. Um, and if you want to, you can go to the Cooper's website and still order stuff. Um, we still have a lot of Angel Share stuff going on. Also, I want to give a shout out to the. The Lou City Ladies, I know a lot of people have seen the calendar that they put out. And, I mean, that's going to make a great Christmas gift, so get your calendars. There you go. Well, Herman, Patrick, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys tonight, talking some soccer. I really appreciate everything you guys do. And uh, hopefully I'll see some of you maybe in Birmingham. I'm working on it. I am working on it. It's going to be a tough swing, but hey, I've done tougher. <laughs> yeah, you worked the post office, that had to be a tough swing. <laughs> well, Thank God that's over. <laughs> I'll end this like I end every other podcast. Come on, city. Love each and every Come one. Come on, city. Have a good night. Solo me busca cuando te conviene.